This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Friday lunchtime. I'm Jamie O'Hara with Red FM's daily news podcast. A Cork Sinn Féin TD says the government has been cherry-picking parts of his party's housing policy since last year's election. Thomas Gould was speaking at the launch of the party's new vacant home strategy, which it says would go a long way towards solving the housing crisis in Cork. Deputy Gould argues that renovating existing homes would take far less time than building new homes and says the government should make billions available for the initiative. Sinn Féin's ambitious plans for housing were one of the reasons the party gained so many seats before the pandemic. And speaking to Red FM News, Thomas Gould says it's time the government paid attention again. We need a real action. We need re- a real plan. If the government used all the strategy or some of it, we'd be happy with that. Because at the end of the day, it's not about Sinn Féin or the government. It's about giving people houses. What we have here is solutions that will make a difference to families. There are thousands on the social housing list. There are tens of thousands who can't afford to buy a house because mortgages are too expensive or they can't get them. And also there are thousands who are renting who can't afford the, the high rents. What this policy will do is help to tackle all those areas. Updated guidelines for the hospitality sector are due to be published today to give clarity on outdoor parties. It's after the fallout from Catherine Zappone's event, which was attended by 50 people, including the Thánaiste. The Attorney General then said 200 people were allowed at an organised outdoor gathering. Padraig Cribben from the Vintners Federation of Ireland says he looks forward to getting clarity from Fáilte Ireland later today. We were of the view also that the maximum you could have would be six at a table uh, and up to 15, uh, six adults and, and, and nine children. What that probably precluded us from doing was having parties for more than that group of six plus nine children. And if these guidelines come true, it will facilitate the holding of those kind of parties in an outdoor area. Catch up on Cork with our new daily news podcast, Red FM News Extra. Starting with football, Cork City travel to face their old coach John Caulfield tonight when they play third place Galway United. Kickoff is 7.45. In the Munster Senior League, Middleton take on Douglas Hall at 7.45. At 8, Carrigline United host Cove Wonders. Across the water, the new championship season kicks off tonight with a clash between two promotion hopefuls. West Brom are eyeing up an immediate return to the Premier League ahead of their trip to Scott Parker's Bournemouth. Kickoff is 7.45. In Gaelic games, there are two Red FM hurling league finals tonight. In the League 1, decider Middleton and Sarsfields go head-to-head in Carrigtuhill. And in the League 3 final, Corsi Rovers meet Charleville in Church Road. They're both at 7. Finally, in the Olympic Games, Natalia Coyle has fallen down to 19th place heading into the final combined shooting and running round at the modern pentathlon at the Olympics. The Meath athlete performed strongly in the fencing and swimming this morning. However, a disappointing round in the show jumping has all but ended her medal chances. The Irish show jumping team are currently in action in the qualifiers. They need to be among the top 10 teams in order to advance to the final. Shane Sweetnam unfortunately had a disastrous start, falling from his horse Alejandro. Dara Kenny and Bertram Allen are still to go. Earlier, Donegal's Brenda Boyce finished 10th in the 50k walk, his best ever finish. Alex Wright was 29th overall. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. From time to time, unfortunately, all too often, we deal with fraud, with fraud or we deal with cybercrime. We have people on the air. Recently, we had a very sad story of a Spanish girl in Cork who um, um, got uh, robbed. Um, who actually physically sent money overseas. 
a big sum, way over 10 grand, substantially more than 10 grand. But there were many others like that of people who, um, you know, fell victim to different types of fraud. All sorts of security analysts are constantly giving out warnings to people, giving them advice on what you should do or... At this stage now, I think I think the rule of thumb is you should be you should be suspicious of any email you receive. But enough of me. Paul O'Brien is the Bank of Ireland's group security expert um, and joins me by phone. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Is that pretty much the rule of thumb now for any email or any text that you get you get to look at it suspiciously and think before you click? I think think before you click is very good advice. Listening to you there, it, it, some of this can sound very, very scary and a little bit like, how could I ever keep ahead of it or how could I ever keep on top of it? So I think it's important to keep it simple and particularly remember that, you know, the keys to get into your account are things like the pin that you use or the pin that you use in your card. So really, if you keep those safe, you kind of don't need to worry too much about what kind of things might happen on the other side we'll worry about the you know that complexity uh, and we'll worry about you know trying to stop it from that end you keep your pin space don't give it to anybody nobody can get into your account at all what if you're asked for well I know banks ask for some of the numbers even yesterday now when I was ordering a statement I was asked for three of the six numbers you know yeah, no, it's a fair point, Neil, and it, it's something that, that, that we're very conscious of and we're, we're trying to look at ways that we can, again, simplify things for people. I think the important thing to remember, though, you mentioned emails. To be honest, we see very, very little emails at the moment. It's mainly text messages and phone calls. Text messages, I suppose, because we're all more likely to, to you know, look at our phone or, or click a message in a link, or sorry, look at a text rather than, you know, go off and, and look at your Gmail or your Hotmail or whatever. But on those text messages your bank will never ever send you a message with a link to a website that asks you for any of those details. Yes, yeah. So, you know, you got to drive the message home. But the latest one now is the Department of Social Affairs or whatever they call it, uh, where, right. where yeah, your yeah. PPS number has been used and the guards are going to arrest you. Yeah, an awful lot of that going on at the moment. And there's actually a few varieties. There's, as you said, the Department of Social Protection is one. Uh, Guardi themselves, there's, there's an awful lot of phone calls impersonating Guardi. But what's happening on these is they've been banged out in massive volume in a kind of an auto-dialer sort of way. So you've got somebody sitting off in a room somewhere and they've got a machine that's just constantly dialing numbers. The vast, vast majority of people who get the calls, you know, recognise it straight away or don't even answer it the one in a thousand or the one in ten thousand or whatever that answer is that's what they're trying to catch so you know again your bank or any organisation the Gardaí Department of Social Protection will never ever phone and, and ask you for any of those confidential well, can details I, can I, I ask you a question can I ask you a question fear that, for, fear that I'd forget but why isn't there kind of um, a, a, a downtime between somebody money going out of somebody's account and landing in another person's account why isn't there kind of a cooling off period of, of a few days because a, a lot of the time that people people realise the next day they've been scammed but it's it's too late you know what I mean I, I know what you mean Neil and, and you're dead right the fraudsters are sort of dependent on that that they'll catch you unawares they'll pressure you into doing something quickly and, and yes when by the time you, you kind of stop and think that it might be too late now obviously the advice is stop and think up front and never ever be pressured into anything it, 
actually depend without getting into too much detail it would depend where the money goes so obviously if you're transferring money you know say within Ireland or to, to the, the bank you're with it can go an awful lot quicker and look people want that and they want the convenience and the speed of that if you're transferring money abroad obviously sometimes it can take a little bit longer but but again you know the advice is don't be pressured up front and then if something does happen let your bank know as soon as possible because the quicker the quicker somebody knows the quicker the chance there is of, of chasing it get the red fm news extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie